Angel Studios had to fight tooth and nail to get this up so people can actually see the movie. Exactly Air conditioners right are out. The whole country, different theaters, in this movie only, the AC doesn't work. It's like super oh, stiff. Oh, really? Yeah, you should look online. It's like, no, it's insane. It's yeah. Fire alarms are being pulled. Yes. The Fire alarm goes off and people still watch the movie. They can't stop the truth. Have you ever been to a movie theater where the general manager of the movie theater says, sorry guys, the movie isn't available, we can't show it. And then people are sitting there. Or we've seen those TikToks. And we're seeing it now. Because we hadn't had a chance to download the movie. Download the movie? What are you talking about? It's a yeah. movie theater. It just shows what type of demons exist to keep this message from being shown up. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with a man who when life gives some lemons, he squeezes tequila out of them. Have we done that one? I don't think so. Good. I'm Good. Ramon. Yeah, you are. Today, we talk about a couple of movies or a movie. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Actually, <laughs> may have to re-record that that section. Have you seen Padre Pio? Yes, and I feel like they did it a disservice. Yeah, the editing was trash because it was hardly yeah. about Padre Pio. Mm-hmm. It he was a sidebar on the story yeah. about communism. Yep. Yeah, they did it a disservice. So no, I, I didn't like it, and I, and and I know they did it on purpose. Uh, not to go off on a tangent here, but I know they did it on purpose because they don't. <laughs> the media <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> I don't care about the media, but whoever it was that 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 had to do with this uh, misinterpretation of what the the movie was supposed to be about, um, mm-hmm. they they don't want the world to see how how incredible our faith is. Yeah, because that story is so powerful. And that was the Padre Pio portion of the podcast. Now let's move on to the real <laughs> topic. But before we do that. Let's uh, introduce it with the scripture, which today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verse 6. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened round his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Mm. Delicious. Delicious indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road again. Now, we both recently watched a movie that every single person listening and not listening should go see. The name of the movie, as you already know, because if you're listening, you probably are on the same wavelength as we are. The Sound of Freedom. That's right. The Sound of Freedom. I was uh, captivated by the scripture just because it really sums it up. Uh, that scripture was actually... Um, I, from what I heard, because I've I've heard so many interviews about this movie with Jim Caviezel with uh, Tim Ballard, that uh, it says that that Jim just kind of uh, added that line to that certain scene, 
And afterwards, Tim Ballard said that that's actually what he said, what he told him. Mm. So it wasn't in the script. Jim added that on, and that was actually what took place when that arrest happened. Now, I'm not, we're not going to ruin the movie for you, but I just felt like that particular scene had, a, had an interesting, interesting history to it. And I don't think that ruins the, uh, the movie at all. Um, but it will enhance your experience if you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, when you go back and see it, you will, uh, you will appreciate it a little bit more because it was just so appropriate. That scene reminded me of uh, something that, that, that we've said in the podcast before. Um, <laughs> and before I get to, to what we said in the podcast before, um, that line was, uh, it was a scripture. It was a scripture, and the way that that uh, Jim said it, uh, portraying uh, Tim Ballard, it, it was kind of like saying, "I want to do so many bad things to you," and this is the the thing that we've talked about in the podcast before, but you know you have to leave room for the wrath because vengeance belongs to the Lord. Did you hear it? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and that's uh man, it's so uh it's so good that you say that because you mentioned off mic something that uh something that I think every every single father who has watched that movie has said to themselves, you know. If that were to happen to one of my children, like I'd be going to jail for it. Well I didn't say that, but uh, Yeah, no, a, but a, a lot, lot of a lot of dads. A lot of dads. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, can you be a father and not think that? You correct, know? correct. Yeah, what I said was worse, and I would rather not share it in the podcast because... Oh, now we're curious, Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Let's, Let's not. not because it's not very Christian-like, and no, there was no cursing. No. But it's just not very God-like, and like I said, it would be going uh, against what, what, what we just spoke about right now, you know, leave room for the wrath because vengeance... The Lord says belongs to me, and, and that's why belongs the, to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's why the pre-conversations are very important. Yeah, this is why we uh, have cigars. <laughs> Indeed, a couple of things. You know, I had I, I actually prepared a couple of notes for this. Not many, but uh, it was just a shocking thing. I, I believe uh, Jim Caviezel says this at the end of the movie, uh, or maybe not. Maybe I just heard this in one of the many podcasts. Uh, video shorts that I've seen out there. Um, but it says here that 20 plus million images of child pornography were uploaded to the internet this year. That's a 5,000%, 5,000 percent increase from the year before. What does that tell you about our culture? What does that tell you about men in our culture? What does that tell you about tolerance? What we're doing is we're laying the groundwork for uh, that prophecy, if you may, you know, that C.S. Lewis mentioned in a, in a certain book that I don't know the title of, but it says, we make men without chests and expect of them virtue and enterprise. We laugh at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst. We castrate and bid the geldings of fruit. Is that how you say it? Geldings? Oh yeah, geldings of fruit. Geldings, yeah, but it's basically yielding of fruit. It says, we castrate and bit the geldings of truth. Of fruit, sorry. Of fruit, fruit and truth. Why not? 
That's right. You know, but people were basically doing this to to everything. You know, we're like taking away the ability to give fruit and then expect it. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's basically why people cut out that line because it's kind of confusing. If you read it, I'll post it on the social media. Um, but yeah, that that's that's what we're doing. You know, like we want fruit, we want fruitfulness, but we already took away the ability to produce that fruit. You know, like we we have all these all these laws. You know, all these uh, all these behaviors. You know, it goes it goes it goes back to like something something very simple. You know, and and parents we do this all the time. You know, when we say, oh no 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 no, don't don't take out the trash. Like I got it. You know, mm. to our kids. When we take away that responsibility, when we take away the the gift of chores, you know, when we take away any agency that they could have in contributing to the family, you know, like that, that's one of the things that, that's one of the ways that in which we do this, you know, and I've heard this many a times that if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. You know, that's Mm -hmm. Mother Teresa. Yeah. And that's really where it starts. You know, it starts with us having children and then instilling in them Christian values. Mm-hmm. To give of themselves so their beloved might live. And at this point, you may be wondering, what the heck does that have to do with uh, with the sound of freedom? Everything. Everything, yeah. because it starts at home. You know, all, if you want to free the world from dirtbag men, you start by making good men, by making good women. I saw, I saw another movie called Extraction 2 on Netflix. Um, oh, I have to watch that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, and there's a woman that like needs to be extracted from a prison because she married a, 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 a gangster, you know. And one of the things that, that kind of, <laughs> that, that I just kept on thinking about was like, why did she marry him in the first place? Like she's acting like a total victim, which she is. You know, she's living in a prison by, by not by choice. It's a movie and whatnot, but... She made a choice to marry that person that murders, that does horrible things. And then what? Then what do you expect your children to become? You know, and we, we don't have to go to those, to those depths in order to, to see what kind of path we're creating for our kids. You know, because we, in a way, we kind of determine how they grow up. In a very real way, you know, we, we determine how they grow up. Yes. And then we can't complain because we create the monsters that we complain about. Absolutely. I, uh, as, uh, as I mentioned, uh, can't talk, man. This whole week I've been, uh, uh. <laughs> Same. And uh, I, have, I have to go back to teaching tomorrow. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah no, but uh, as, as I've uh, said before, I, I have, I've been training jiu-jitsu for this month. It, it is, uh. Is my, my first year anniversary. Oh, and congratulations. My, my, thank you. My, my little son started in, in June last year. And, you know, he's eight. He's eight years old, and he's just some kid, you know. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just interested in whatever he's interested in, and, and, and that's it. And he likes jiu-jitsu. He likes it a lot. He's actually competing later this month, uh, next week, actually. Nice. Yeah, he's going to, you know, compete. And uh, even to this day... It, it just he doesn't take initiative in making sure his his uh uniforms are clean his rash guard you know his belt and sometimes he drags his belt and i'm like dude like 
everything in jujitsu, everything that we do in jujitsu is for a reason. You know, you're supposed to fold your belt a certain way, not not just tie it, but there's a reason for that too. Not, not just tie it, but, but fold it. That way you don't drag it, you know. The reason why we bow before we get on the mats is not because we're worshiping the mats and it's not because we're worshiping, you know, Grandmaster Carlos. We're showing respect and gratitude because he brought this art to the world. And we respect that. And we honor that, again, honored, not worship. And that's our way of thanking him. And before we start class, you know, it's all right, let's bow to Master, Master Carlos and let's bow to each other. It's a sign of respect. It's a sign of upholding dignity. There's, it's a gentleman's sport. And, you know, and, and that's why I tell him, like, dude, like, you don't even have to wash your clothes. All you got to do is make sure you grab your dirty stuff, you throw it in the washer, and me or mom will wash it for you. We'll fold it, and you have to have a certain corner for it. That way, when you're ready to go, that way, when it's time to go, you're ready to go. Your water bottle has to be filled. Everything, everything is for a reason. <laughs> and all, all that is just laying the foundation for the person that you're going to become. Not just in jiu-jitsu, but in life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was talking to my, my friend who's in the, in the Riverside Sheriff's Academy right now. Was, that's my best friend. Dude. He's like a brother to me, Mike. Nice. Uh, yeah, Michael. Uh, he's a great, great human being. He's a great man. He is. And he was telling us a story of uh, uh, of some guy that got fired from the academy because he forgot his gun. Like, how do you forget your gun, dude? <laughs> I know you're <laughs> under a lot of stress. You know, time just... It, 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 there's not enough time to do everything that you have to do. But it's little things, you know. The, those are your tools. You cannot forget your tools. And it had a massive consequence of him getting fired. And it's just. And it's very fair. Because it's not fair. You know, and, and us as people, we just we tend to blame everything and everybody else. Oh, it's not fair. They fired me. No, fool. You forgot a very important tool. And yes, you you don't really use it in the academy unless you go to the the range and you start shooting. But the gun is not just for shooting. The gun is so you can so you can have something else to take care of. Because if you cannot be trusted with the little things, how are you? How is God going to trust you to change the world? How is God going to trust you to raise a family? How is God going to trust you to you know insert whatever is important to you here? And I saw my share of. Uh, of uh, mistakes and I've made my share of mistakes in the academy and I want to tell a little story because I, I don't really talk about the academy because the academy is just the academy but it's really important because you go from being a, just a regular Joe to not <laughs> as, they, as they used to tell us very kindly would tell us in the academy you guys are nothing because you guys are not a civilian anymore but you're also not a peace officer yet <laughs> so <laughs> you have to lay the foundation so it's not that they were being mean. It's just like, hey, like, your feelings don't matter right now. Just do what you have to do so you can learn. Um, it was the first few days where I had the, my, my baton, I had it on me. And then one of the instructors just yanked it from my belt. And then they said, you're not getting this back. You have to earn it back. And, uh, you know, the, the way that I earned it back is not that big of a deal. I just went and I wrote a report by hand they shredded it and then they made me write it 
two more times and then I had to you know I got smoked as they call it which you know I had to do a lot of push-ups a lot of sit-ups a lot of burpees so on and so forth until I got it back and then again when the instructor went behind me I had my hand on my baton and then he tried to yank it and I just hunkered down <laughs> and then he said you've learned and he walked away and I know it's kind of a dumb story but taking care of the little things from when you're little and it's crazy because not everybody learns how to take care of things you know that's why it's so important that we teach our children this you know like you said like sometimes you know like oh no it's okay son or it's okay uh little girl i'll, I'll take out the trash it's like no let's both of us take out the trash or if they're allowed to take the trash out by themselves cool just let them do it just let them do it i don't do it with with, with my kid because it, it's kind of a dark alley where we have to go you know throw away the trash so i go with him um i know i'm kind of off on a tangent here but it's these little things oh, that no, no, make no. a massive difference in your life you know and i'm not perfect i'm not the most squared away dude but but i'm i'm not not that you know especially with the new guys that that, that come in to work they're like oh how do you do this and then they, they kind of i don't want to say they panic but they they kind of freak out a little bit it's like, it's all right, partner. I got you. Look, this, 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 and that. And it's like a light that just, you know, like a light bulb turns on like, oh, I need to do this. And it just, it, it's basic things that are going to pave the way for us to, I dare say, change the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I like that because um, at this point, people might be wondering, what the heck does it have to do with the sound of freedom? It has everything to do with it. Because what are we talking about? We're talking about building the kind of world that doesn't stand for the douchebaggery that's going on in today's society. You know, we have become complacent. Why? Because times are good. Actually, times are not good. Not anymore. But they were. They were for many decades. You know, and right now, people are finally waking up to the fact that, you know what? We've been too relaxed and we've been letting... The evil ones do what the evil ones are going to do. And like I said, they're not even hiding it. No. And one of the things is like, yeah, you hear about certain things and they cause a commotion for a little while. And then what happens? Once again, we start becoming complacent again. Like how many people listening or how many people not listening, you know, like are going back to being Dodger fans? Yeah. I fought the urge to check the scores for a game and I'll get a notification from my McDonald's app because yes I know it's bad for you but I have it because my kids like chicken nuggets and I'm lazy sometimes and I'm busy and I need to get them a 20 piece you know <laughs> but whatever you know it's like I get the notifications oh the Dodgers scored six I'm like I don't care yeah I don't care like honestly I don't care I'm done with that and if you haven't noticed every single sports league professional sports league is in bed with the devil mm -hmm. I'm not saying the players are no. I'm not saying there's no believers I'm not saying they're okay with it what I am saying is that the fans seem to be okay with it because they are not cutting them off they're not saying we're not buying a ticket anymore mm -hmm. until you issue an apology until you do X you know, like I haven't seen that at all um. and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they, they, they brought back uh, Christian Family Night 
Yeah. Which, yeah, uh, that was, that a was lot a response of, from yeah. the players. The yeah. players were a the lot ones of the that players, were like, yeah. we need, they need to do this, and they rushed it. Yeah, uh, uh, Kershaw. He he's the one that made the. He was the loudest voice, and he's the the. He's a star of, of of the team. Oh yeah, and that that's what I liked about about uh, you know that that correction, you know, <laughs> uh, from from the organization because they realize like, hey, like we can't just be catering to these clowns right here. And that game, that game was empty. Like you saw the social media posts when when that when that game happened when they honored the sisters of perpetual clownship uh, indulgence yeah. or whatever. You know? Yeah. So like that game was it had no tickets sold. Like a few people that were probably blue haired, overweight liberals. I'm overweight, so <laughs> it's not a personal attack on anyone's body image. But you know what? Go to the gym. Stop eating like a pig. I don't care. I'm a fatty with diabetes. Like I'm in it. You know. <laughs> Um, but you know, now, now that you mention it, uh, there, there's a there's a guy that that just started working where I work, and uh, he sits in a booth all day, and uh, he works. You know, he's a, he's a good guy, um, and I noticed that he had he started losing weight again. Yeah, like he's not a fat guy, but he was he I noticed he was getting chubby, and it's none of my business. I don't care, <laughs> but I I told him because uh, we were kind of I was working with him, and then. Uh, I I was like, you ready to program? He's like, oh, what do you mean? So I took off my radio and some of my gear, and then I put on gloves, and then I just, I, I was like, we're going to do 100 push-ups uh, before the end of shift. He said, 100 push-ups, that's, that's a lot. It's like, ah. Uh, it, it's it, doable. They, they are if you do them in, you know, just just one set. But we're, we're going to do either five sets of 20 or four sets of 25. So I banged out the the first twenty five. I was like, "You can do twenty if you want, brother. Whatever, whatever you're capable of doing, just do that. Do what you can with what you have right now." And sure enough, he did his twenty, and he was just his little arms were shaky. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever, at the end of at uh, way before the end of the shift, he's like, "Dude, like, I did a hundred pushups. Like, that's right. yeah, you did. That's right." And he kept apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, "I did. You don't worry about that." You worry about you because this is you versus you. You get strong. You get strong on your own time, on your own terms. My body is different than yours, and our fitness journey is different, whatever. Just do what you can. But you got to make sure you complete those 100 push-ups and don't mm -hmm. do yourself a disservice because this world needs strong men. It's like you're a good guy, but you need to be physically capable of, of, of being a good partner and being a good a good member of your family because he doesn't have a dad he's like your mom and he's a young guy too and your mom needs a strong son not just to help her with the groceries but god forbid the boogeyman shows up at your house and you have to fight him off you know it you need to be physically capable and that's something that i feel like we fail sometimes to to become but even worse to teach the younger generations heck the older generations yeah. i'm 37 years old dude and i get told that i don't look like i'm 37 and probably because i'm short and i kind of like i tend to joke around a little bit <laughs> not a lot not not too much but a little it's, bit it's it's the energy it's <laughs> yeah the energy you know what it's, it's it's that energy exactly but why can't that be you too brother like just you know and you know going back to the children it starts at home it starts with the children Yep. Um, you know, going going back to the more serious uh, part of the of the theme, um, I was uh, I might give a little 
spoiler, but it's not going to spoil the movie. Um, there are special units within the department. And when I was working the overnight shift, uh, we used to get a, a detective from the Special Victims Bureau. And those are the ones that deal with um, the, the sex crimes. And this detective that does overtime there... Um, he he deals with a lot of a lot of cases with with children, Oof. and I, I I forgot how, exactly how I asked him, but something along the lines of like what's what's something gnarly that that kind of makes you not want to do this, and right away he said, we when it's available. We have to watch the videos of these little kids being sexually abused because we have to identify the victim. We have to identify the suspect. We have to type up our report and be very descriptive. And he somewhat changed the subject after that, but along those lines. And uh, should I talk about that case? Yeah, because uh, it's not as gnarly as what I just described right now. But he said, "Yeah, and like yeah, that's not the only thing we deal with. Like we also deal with uh, this." Is what he said, because um, I'm not in this unit. This is what the detective said. Uh, sometimes we deal with, uh, you know, like the one of the cases that I'm working on right now. It's a, uh, it's an immigrant family. The the mom she beat her her daughter with an extension cord, and it was really bad because uh, she was just covered in 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 you know with with all these marks on her body, on her face, everywhere. And there was a lot of lacerations. And the reason why the mom did this is because her 12-year-old daughter was sending um, pictures of her private parts to her little boyfriend, like through text messages. I think it's called like sexting or something. Yeah. And that's why the mom did it. And the mom is going to have to go to counseling. She's going to do something. He said, I'm not the judge, so I'm not going to decide. But I've seen it. I've seen cases like this where the the mom will serve a little bit of time in jail and or community service and go to therapy because he's like, I get it. But yeah, it's excessive. Mm -hmm. It's excessive. Um, And this part of the movie that that. I mean, the whole movie—it's a sad movie, but 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 it ends with with hope. And it's with not a lot graphic. It, no, 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 it it's not graphic. It doesn't show the abuse. It it's not so much what it says or what it shows; it's what it doesn't show. Yeah, the message is very clear of what happens, but it doesn't have to show it. It's it's just a, it's, dude, it's such a well-made movie mm-hmm. about a very uncomfortable very sad subject and you know what you're, you're speaking i'm like i have to fight it i have to like not say stuff and it kind of brings yeah. back to the story that i that i mentioned in this in this podcast before back back when i was working at a at catholic schools that one of my ex-co-workers from another school from the first catholic school that i worked at sent sent me a or tagged me in a in a post of a bunch of dead children from the middle east that's when I. That's when I went to you. Like I couldn't. I, I. I. don't know how I got through the rest of the day, but I got through the rest of the day because I, I just kind of went on autopilot. And I've been doing this for long enough. I had been teaching for long enough that all those lessons they. That I. I just delivered them, you know. And I went straight to you, and I just needed a hug from my brother because, I can't see that. You know, I was abused as a child. 
um, I went through through sexual abuse. I don't think I've shared that explicitly here, but <clears throat> whenever I hear about children suffering like that, it it sucks. I don't think about my own abuse. I never blame myself for anything. And thanks be to God, because I hear that a lot of guys that go through that end up doing that kind of stuff. I've mm -hmm. never been I've never been tempted. I've always been disgusted by that. And it's just Whenever I see I see the suffering of children, it affects me. Like I, I, th th I would go through certain lengths to make sure that doesn't happen, you know. And you don't have to. You, you man, like the anger is just One thing I, I noticed, uh, I, I noticed in a in a podcast with Jordan Peterson was that he was talking about about violent offenders, and one of the things that that he said that that they did with these offenders was they showed him a video of people. And they asked them, who would you go after? And they would point out the people that they would go after and the people that wouldn't. And they're like, why, why, why this one? Why not that one? And then they're like, well, you don't go after the guys that look put together. You know, so if you look put together, if you're walking with your shoulders back, you know, standing up straight, you may not be the guy that's going to put them away, but you're the problem that they don't want. You know, and that's that's all I want to be. I don't want to look imposing. I don't want to look intimidating. I mean, if I do, that's kind of cool. But at the very least, like, I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone to think like, oh, yeah, I can walk all over this guy. You know what? Uh, to, to your point, Adrian, um, there's nothing wrong with being imposing and looking imposing. It doesn't matter how, how big or small you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it matters a little bit, actually. <laughs> and, <clears throat> to a certain extent. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like when, when I look at you, like you're smaller than me. Like you're shorter than me. Yeah. But I wouldn't look at you and be like, oh, it's like this short guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> like that. This guy looks like there, there, there's something behind him. You know, and like there's something in him. There's a certain dog that's ready to fight. Yeah, there, there's a guy, and this is a couple years ago. Uh, he was a trainee at the time. And he looked a little bit older, and I thought that's all it was. But I remember we were we were we were doing something. I don't know if there was like a riot or something. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't a. It, it was something, right? Where we had to be like stand in front of like a lot of these gangsters. Mm -hmm. And he he was uh he was just standing there like watching our back, just scoping everything out. If somebody made eye contact with them, he was just staring out at their pupils and not in a in an aggressive way, it's just like, I'm here. And I'm aware of everything that's going on here. And I, I, I saw him, and I'm like, there's something about this guy. <laughs> Come to find out, he was a 25-year a veteran of the Marine Corps. He had just retired. He had seen contact, uh, combat. He had been a drill instructor <laughs> for the Marine Corps for many years, too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And this guy is small. He's probably like my height. He's like pretty beefy, but he's <laughs> he's a small guy. But it's just this look, and he's so kind too. He's such a gentleman. It's, he's exactly what you think a marine looks like, except you know, in shorter stature, but very well put together. Stands very straight, very strong, and just he has the energy of a freaking lion, dude. 
and that's that's, that, yeah, that's the that, other thing that's the other yeah. thing you know going back to the whole you know like what do these guys look for what do these guys look to avoid and when talking about child predators they don't go after a certain kid and that kid is the one with the father who looks like a threat that's one of the reasons why they go for the children of single mothers That's why they go after the kid that's unsupervised. That's why they go after the kids of the parents who don't ask questions when they drop off their kids. So be careful. Like I saw this this short video of a lady that was talking about the way that she that she helicopters her daughter when she goes to the restroom. She opens the door, she looks behind the door because there was a particular kid whose parent was outside of the restroom, opened the door kid went in there was someone standing behind the door and did god knows what with that kid what are you going to do then so be vigilant because they are i saw a clip with mike tyson in it it was kind of cool like it, he's kind of nuts but in his later years you know as an older man like he's got a lot of wisdom Mm-hmm. And he said that when you're favored by God, you're also favored by the devil. He's coming for you too. <laughs> so you just gotta be strong and stay on the right side. Whose side you gonna go on? He's gonna give you power too. He's gonna get in your head too. But it's whose side you gonna stay with? You stay with who brought you here. Mm. You go home with the guy that brought you to the dance. Mm. You know. Oh. So true and so good to hear Mike Tyson say that. You know, because mm-hmm. yeah. Evil is out there, and evil wants you to think that it's on your side. Right before it's too late and it drags you to hell. Um, my son, he's, uh, he likes a lot of affection. And yeah, that's cool, you know, when you think of a loving father, like, oh, come here, son, and, you know, or come here, daughter. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not that guy. Uh, I give, I give love. A lot of love, and I give a lot of uh, enough physical affection, you know, like hugs, kisses. But my boy, he he he's very like. Even my wife is like, oh, <laughs> like ah, oh, stop, relax. Um, and we we, you know, we have to teach him when it's appropriate. You know, it has to be a a, a welcome advance, like. Like hey, you know, like it's cool. Like I never, I don't reject him when he hugs me. But when he lingers and then he he tries to climb on me like a freaking koala bear, it's like, dude, you're eight <laughs> years old. I love you. I'll hug you. But you have to be your own. Start being your own man right now. You don't always have to be holding my hand. I love you and I'll protect you. But I'll I'll I'll, I'll show you the way. You know, you have to be a threat. You have to start your training right now. And that doesn't mean you have to be Mr. Tough Guy, but just be alert, be aware. Because there's a lot of evil in this world. The devil is real. The boogeyman is real. And he takes the form of, the form of, a, of a regular looking Joe. And I noticed a big change in him. And again, going back to jiu-jitsu, I know you guys are tired of me talking about jiu-jitsu, but... His jiu-jitsu has improved so much because he, and he, man, I had a proud dad moment because I saw, I like, every week that I take him or every other week, you know, we go, he trains, he does good, he does all right. 
and then little by little, I've been seeing him dominate, like convincing, like victories with his training partners. And he's such a gentleman too. But he like I don't want to say he destroys them, but he chokes people out. He passes their guard. He mounts them. He just like domination yeah. in certain instances. Obviously, there's kids that are more advanced than him, and he gets dominated too. It's very humbling sport. Um, he's getting so good, and I told him, "Hey, man, you're doing such a good job." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do." Boom! Like, dude, yes, freaking yes, dude. I felt like I don't know if you guys are gonna understand me, but I think you will. <laughs> yeah. uh, I felt like God just grabbed my heart and He squeezed it a little bit and He said, "That's right. This is what we're all about. Keep going." Because this dude is learning. Keep going and stop being a clown. That's God talking to me. And stop being a clown. Keep moving forward. Keep getting better. Because this kid needs you. Because this kid needs you. And you need him more than you think you do. Because of him, I'm becoming a better person, a better dad. A better husband, a better human being. And yes, I make a ton of mistakes. But I am on the right path. I'm raising a warrior. And it's going to be something similar with my daughter too. I'm raising warriors. But warriors for the right reason. For the right causes. For the right Lord. For the Lord. And... Uh, like they said in the movie, you know, God's children are not for sale. And it's our job to let them know that the only Lord they're supposed to serve is not their iPad or their friends or us as parents. But it is our Father. And our Father is not raising a bunch of useless clowns. He's raising lions. Raising lions for the kingdom of heaven. Amen, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on that because my kids are older. Uh, I'm 40, and I notice that my kids are older than all of my friends who are 40 plus, you know. Um, got started a little bit earlier. I just last week celebrated my 16th year anniversary. Good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you. Um, ups and downs. Marriage is hard, dude. Marriage is hard. It's worth it. Um... Sad to say, I'm one of the only people that's still married. You know, it's like me and uh, Vivian and I and George and Carlene, you know, of the people yeah. that we know. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I'm the one with the older kids from everyone I know. One of the things that I noticed is that my son is becoming a beast, and that is awesome. Good. Because we, we're getting to the point, and when you're talking, I'm like, yes, dude, and, like, and you're going to see even greater stuff. And because right now my son has caught up, and he's doing like 30 push-ups nonstop. Good. And I hear him, too. I hear him doing it without me prompting him, without me saying, hey, let's do the push-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, he's at 30, and I was at 30, and now I'm like, oh, crud. I have to step it up, and I did 35. Cause <laughs> That's right. Because like you said, you know, like he's making you better, and he's making me better. And I'm challenging high schoolers, and I'm like, my son does 30. <laughs> That's right. And, like, and, I, and I tell this, I was at... I didn't have a break. I had a week break, and it didn't seem like a week break because I was working here at home, you know, and we were doing a lot of stuff, so it didn't seem like I had a break. 
Um, we didn't go anywhere on vacation because we're gonna go to France in October. Oh, good but, for you! But man, like it, it was, it was cool to like go back during the summer and see the ASB kids. And one of those kids is the one that I've, I've been challenging to do push-ups, and I do push-ups with them. That's right. And and it's kind of crazy because right now I'm gonna have my daughter go to the same school that I'm working at. I have a high schooler now, dude. Like that's crazy. Yep. You know, Sophia's gonna be going to that school, and she's gonna be seeing what I do at work. And and she just got a little a little example of that that I do the stuff that I say I do, mm-hmm. and I am about it, and I communicate that to my students because they may not have a positive male role model, especially like in this in this environment. You know, in public schools they get a lot of uh, coddling, and I'm very matter of fact about the stuff that I say, and I'm not gonna get fired, I'm not gonna get in trouble, mm-hmm. but I am not gonna not be me. I'm not gonna shy away from speaking about the Lord when, when someone brings him up. You know, when I have to talk about my life because they're opening the door for that. You know, that's an opportunity that I have to take. Why? Because God's children are not for sale, and I've been commissioned to take care of other people's kids while their parents are at work. And so I'm passing on these lessons that I give to my own kids to them. And so they're my work kids. You know, mm-hmm. heaven forbid the boogeyman shows up, I'm ready. I'm ready to lay down my life for other people's kids, just like I hope someone may be ready to lay down their life if my kid is ever in danger. All these things, man, all these things have everything to do with that movie. All these things have everything to do with with the society that we're building. And so all these little things that we're talking about surrounding the topic of that movie, you know, that better it is for you to tie a millstone around your neck. And if you've never seen a millstone, look it up, Google it. Pictures are there. They're heavy. They're made out of stone, and they will make you drown. But it is better for you to throw yourself into the depths of the ocean with one of those tied around your neck than for you to lead one of these little ones into sin. So do whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that you don't lead any of these little ones into sin. We're not saying be perfect because we're not perfect. But try, make yourself a threat, and be a threat to evil. And be a force for good. I want to take a little moment to to um, ask you guys to pray for. We, we've talked about the podcast before, um, the Order of Man. Um, I, I my little girl broke my phone, uh, and then I had to get a new what is it, a new cloud, iCloud, whatever it is. Yeah. And I had to re-download my podcast, so I had not heard the the Order of Man podcast in a while, just because I forgot to download the, the, the or follow the podcast or whatever it is. Subscribe, I think it's called. Yeah, and it, it, it a few months went by, and he's getting a, a, a divorce. Oh, dude! And, no. and and he's he's openly talking about it, and and, <sighs> and um, yeah, dude, it it sucks because this man, obviously through the grace of God, and he's openly Christian, um, yeah. has changed so many men's lives. God has used him to change many lives and right now he's going through a divorce and and like i said he's talked about it and not in depth but he's been open about it yeah, and he says uh marriage is a, a, a you know something worth pursuing yeah but he's going through it right now and so is his family and uh i just ask you guys to pray for him because he's he's our brother in christ yeah and he's still he's still fighting the good fight even though he's going through it so you know, this is a community of men and all the sisters that are still listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And please pray, pr- 
pray for for our brother uh, Ryan Nickler because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's definitely going through it, and just always know that 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 we're we never stop praying for you. We're always praying for you. I know the podcast is not as consistent. Um, life is busy, you know. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but life life gets busy. But we're we're still a community. We're still praying together. So pray for us. And we'll pray for you. Ferrum. Ferrum. Acuitur. destroys me whenever I see children suffering because I don't know if oh, there we go there's the devil again interrupting in the form of reggaeton <laughs> another evil <laughs> another evil of the world <laughs> and, uh, another evil of the world yeah.